The Frankie Files. Trigger warning. Some people may find topics discussed in this episode difficult. Please proceed with caution. Cults, coercion, and sexuality in society. These are the topics for the Frankie Files. I'm Frankie Tees, your host, and I'll continue to focus on my own family story as well as news and recovery info for those who've survived, especially the adult children of cults. New each Tuesday. See FrankieFilesPodcast.com for more. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of Frankie Files Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Tees. Today I want to do an overview of what is a sex cult. Everybody uses the term, but I want to cover what you may encounter, what techniques are used to get you and keep you in, why they do it, besides the obvious of getting sex, but what you can do against sex cults and forest victims. Let's get into it. To define it, sex trafficking is the illegal business of recruiting, harboring, transporting, obtaining, or providing a person and especially a minor for the purpose of sex. The world understands that a person, a man, woman, or child gets tricked into going somewhere and before they know it they're being raped by one or more person and it is all a surprise and involuntary. Let's get that out of the way first. That's Merriam-Webster's definition. The illegal business of recruiting, harboring, transporting, obtaining, or providing a person and especially a minor for the purposes of sex. And a lot of people think it means it has to be over some border across the woods and on a river to be trafficking. That is false. The idea of trafficking is that you're going for one thing and it becomes another. This can be from one room to another, one house to another location, or from one part of the world to another. The sex trafficked human is then trapped into doing things they do not want and it doesn't profit them. The public, at least in USA, seems to be able to get their head around that. It can happen from a nightclub to a house and so forth there is less understanding when it comes to sex trafficking in cults. I can help everyone with that. Here we go. As a sex trafficked person, I was brought to a church by my mom and over a few years got groomed and then turned into a sex doll for clergy and possibly other people when passed out. There is little difference but the words and means used in aggressive nightclub trafficking and cult trafficking. I would say the main difference is that it is much slower, often not always, in the cult because they maintain some type of church or business that is the front and they have an image to maintain. I would go so far as to say that most sex cults I've seen have a front. Unless it's a group of friends on a campus trafficking girls in, it's usually a group organization or study group or some type of group business where they get it done. We are rarely talking drugging and kidnapping in cults, but sometimes. In many self-help or self-improvement cults such as Nexium, not all are involved in the inner circle activities. They go for the curriculum to reach higher states of consciousness, productivity, etc., and they get invited into a different level, an inner circle. When that happens, the secrets begin. 
not only does the sex benefit the leaders running the group, it can prove a powerful control tool for all involved. First, the request of secrecy is a level of intimacy that the student or disciple never had to have before with the master. That's new. This process initiates a chosen one syndrome. If kids are chosen, such as my twin sister and myself, parents are proud and feel their child has an opportunity for the holiness or special development that the leader offers. That's the pre-abuse. They have to feed you a line to get you in the right position. That's the trafficking. That's part of the early steps of the trafficking. They have to get you into a position where they know you aren't going to talk. In La Luz de Mundo Church, it was a girls group called the Blessings. They served the church leader and were eventually violated from as early as age nine. It's a sex cult. In Nexium, they were invited to be a special order called DOS, or Dominus Obsequious Sororium, aka Master of the Obedient Female Companions. Yuck, right? And the New Age Church it belonged to, age 8 to 22, I was initiated into the Daughters of Isis. The path for me led to being in a sex ring as a teen with multiple other adults, mostly women. The humiliation of the sex abuse ritual cannot be stressed here. From the first sex abuse ritual I was coerced into with my sister, I was never the same. Not in sex, which was my first experience, but also not in life. I was tricked and controlled and something like that changes you. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services claims coercion can make you think you owe sex to someone. It might be from someone who has power over you, like a teacher, landlord, or boss. But no person is ever required to have sex with someone else. Well, that's the kind of stuff you never hear in a sex cult. The fact that what I'm saying is true lets you know that there's no informed consent in a sex cult. That's the real point of it. Once you can control someone in this manner, you are soon to control their mind, emotions, time, and probably next, their cash, or their sex provides cash for profit. Whatever the specific trick to get the subject trapped, it works pretty well. This is why there are really quite a lot of them. The website womenshealth.gov also states that human trafficking is a form of slavery right out of the gate. So yeah, let's talk about that. I'm thinking of some topical sex cults recently in the news. Nexium, Children of God, Buddha Field, One Taste Orgasm Cult, Rajneesh, to name a, just a couple. The people were trapped not just sexually in all cases, but were slaves in another manner. They either worked full-time at the cult or had no financial sovereignty, as I didn't in my situation. Once they have your obedience, you just get further trapped. The original propaganda of why you had to have sex with them may fall away. Now they have you trapped, so it's no longer needed. Many Western cults, which are yoga-based, seek to simulate Eastern philosophy, where you need a guru to acquire ascension or to attain enlightenment. That's a huge gateway to command sex acts before your spiritual level or training ad nauseum. Those of you listening who've never been tricked into a sex act with an authority, it's just not the same dynamic as a peer in school or a teen. And next I want to talk about how sex becomes so desensitized. Because we're humans, not robots, having a master command that you cannot have sex when you can or cannot have sex who to have sex with, 
and even positions that you can have during sex, like in my case and many others at Morningland Church. This is demoralizing. They say they want you to lose your ego, your sense of self, and I, and give yourself to a higher consciousness. Well, you do lose yourself, that's for sure. And in my case, I just became numb, and I had to undo that. The very idea of a sex cult is such utter BS. You do not need to control a group's sex. Only if you have a nefarious goal in mind when you need that. Let's face it. In the case of the Moonies, the Unification Church, a complete mockery is made of a relationship of a man to women. Their mates are chosen completely randomly by the leader and married in a mass wedding. This is more entering into a mass group breeding contract than anything spiritual, Sun Myung Moon had a holy goal to create more sin-free people, and this was his way of executing it. I read once that a narcissist never really enjoys or cares about sex. I have to say that sex cults don't really either. I mean, I bet all the clergy who just took it from their inferiors, those who just took it from the youth, subordinates, and disciples, I bet they didn't really enjoy it. As the ones being manipulated, I know we never did. I didn't. But I really think if if I have learned one thing in studying my own experience and that of others in a sex cult, the sex almost doesn't matter by the time it's happening. The humiliation and control does. Ultimately, it's a bully standing over his victim that gets the abuser excited. Not any search for intimacy or togetherness. <laughs> That's not happening. It's a contract of theft, really. Energy theft. A show of force, just like rape as a spoil of war, isn't about fun or enjoyment or making love. It's about full domination. And that's what a sex cult is all about. Keith Raniere was the only man in the DOS intersex circle in Nexium, and all members were hand-chosen by him. As far back as the first century CE, we have the Bhagavad Gita depicting stories of Krishna, the Hindu religious god, surrounded by his harem, the gopis. The come-hither eyes and the scant clothing indicates some, and the wording in the Gita clears it up, if any uncertainty remains. Yep, it's a sex cult. Eastern philosophy and Hinduism teaches that we have a life force inside of us called the kundalini. The kundalini yoga that looks like two serpents intertwining is practiced with sex in this, and there are even multiple books about it. Connecting energies, breathing, and concentration, a lot can happen. But that's not a sex call. That's just some healthy behavior and exploration of what's built into our bodies. It's when informed consent goes out the window because we are beholden to an authority or guru who knows best for us that the destruction begins. As far back as Krishna, there has been sex cults. Young women wanted to give up everything and become one of Krishna's gopis. To join his harem, really. And they could then experience the bliss of being his lover. But that idea is flawed. Let's face it. Who's really happy in a sex cult? The leader. That's about it. That's the pyramid setup and that's the structure. The practice of healthy sex in a relationship is not a sex cult. Giving your sexual choices up completely to a master is belonging to a sex cult. But ask yourself, if it's not that fun and there is an authoritarian tone to it, 
What is actually the point of all the multiple, (laughs) I know, the multiple sex cults in the world today? Well, it's about control. If they control your breeding, your fun, your orgasm, your mating, they control all of you. If the cult controls all of you, then they have one more obedient soldier ready to help them carry out their mission. And the cult's mission usually sounds so important and esoteric, right? But come to find out, it's one person in a room trying to figure out how to keep all this going so the dream doesn't end. Let me play you this excerpt from episode 15 of Frankie Files. The Frankie Files. The truth is that religion has been responsible for placing a high price on virginity from way back. That goes back to breeding, controlling mating, I believe. If you look at this critically, it goes back to the worth of a woman as an object to be owned by a man. A hundred years ago, we were owned just like slaves. A wife could be beaten or raped at the man's discretion. Your worth as a woman devalues the moment you lose your virginity. Virginity has been commodified by religion. Society accepts this completely and uncritically. In the cult I was in, I was sat down and told I was special because I was a virgin. I was initiated with my twin sister into a special order with regards to us being virgins, a special name and a fantasy narrative about our reincarnation. This was over several years. We were paraded in front of the congregation as hookers for Christ, she would say. Grooming was also in full effect over that time, and these stories were part of it. There is another priestess who is also still a virgin, so you need to get undressed and be with her. Ritual abuse. There will be a special initiation and you will be together. It's a secret, though. It's very important that you not tell anyone about this. They always say that. I write about this coercion in my not-yet-published memoir. Now I look back and think, give me a flippin' break. I would never believe something like that now, but I was a kid. I was so young and impressionable. The future me would never believe such nonsense. Cult kids out there, I know you can match this story with your own. Always some concocted spiritual law or reason the adult gets to touch the kid because God said so. Hashtag because God. And this horrible story with La Luz de Mundo Church exemplifies how it all really goes and not covered by the news hardly at all while it's going on because it's religion. They get a whole system set up and people are treated like cattle, trafficked into sexual slavery, all under the umbrella of religion. The trafficking is vital because it gives them new victims constantly. Fresh blood. The Frankie Files. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com So the next time you see a Jehovah's Witness in your town recruiting, take a moment. Realize they are helping traffic people into a cult which could involve sexual child rape. This type of information has just got to be blown wide open. No doubt, we are late in doing so. I even saw another extremist who was preaching on a YouTube video, either Sikh or Muslim, saying, to paraphrase him, that he's saying that God prefers anyone who prays, that 
if you rape kids and you do all your required daily prayer to God, you're a better person than the man who does not know God and does not rape children. He does not know God or pray, so you're better. You're better than that man because you pray. It's incredible what some people believe and how they justify their wrongs. Women abuse young people too. In my case, there were three women and one man involved in the years-long sex slavery. The audacity is there in a certain percent of humanity to abuse us in this way. I'd say you have an abhorrent appetite to destroy people before they can fight you off. Easy targets. How very desperate does that make you abusers? Louis de Mundell Church has locations in 50 countries. The implications are astounding. And I do write a lot more about that at the Cult Madness column. Now, So Kiel's mother was a victim. So Kiel Martin's mother was a victim. And she is boldly standing up for what she believes is thousands of victims around the world. I'm sure Martin is doing this while in fear of her safety, too, because this is equivalent to a cartel, a huge organization that, like many churches and cults, act like a mob. The sad thing is we're disregarded as humans. The sexually abused in religious rituals are cast aside, despite the horror, really treated like mannequins to be fondled and gotten rid of. Society doesn't want to think about these kind of things. That's one of the problems. As I articulated in episode two, victim shaming is a pedophile-friendly narrative kept going by abusers and the rich and powerful so that a victim like this has very little place to be in the world once they're out of the immediate abuse. This is a big problem in society. It's literally allowed. Behind every one victim, there are hundreds that couldn't do so. I believe this is so in my case. I know at least one victim who can't stand up. I couldn't sit back any further. Knowing that my abusers have hurt so many after and before me, and they still are. The silence and lack of memoirs and lack of press around the monastery Morningland indicates to me they've successfully shut up everyone. Every gopi that was required to service the original founder, a large group of priestesses, every marriage broken, every child rape, all silent, and they've been around all over California since 1974. Every vasectomy that was required, every forced mating of the same sex if you were attracted to opposite sex. I need to reach some of those people. If you're out there, I really want to hear from you. I'm having to create my own platform to speak out, and so I am. To my abusers, I would say, what right do you have to target me for my virginity, being a twin and redheaded? What right did you have to turn me into a fetish doll for your amusement to disregard my orgasm? To create a sex servant in secret in the dark? To drop me out of high school behind my mother's back? To keep me from telling my mom I did that? To deceive me and keep me from flirting and dating boys? To force lesbianism on me? To groom me with some of the twisted movies I've ever seen? To have your way with me, to parade me in front of the church community as your property. Still red face from lesbian abuse. Nobody should have the disassociative experience that this created. Ritual abuse is based in religious fear, which paralyzes us. Or you would never have gotten near me. New reality check. 
Sex and religion are not compatible. It's too much power. Like the separation of church and state. We need the separation of church and sex. And it's time to reassess why it has always been a control narrative. It's truly one of the most intimate and sick ways to corrupt someone. Narcissists do it all the time. But I don't take for granted the gift it yielded. The wisdom to see right through religion. I know some who are indoctrinated cannot see through religion, but you should try. Manipulation using pious words needs to be stopped. And not just in the Catholic Church. In religion, in all spirituality, in every cult. You simply need to look at these fables as I am. See the fables as what they truly are, works of fiction. It is enough, and I'll be covering um, the Lalista Mundo documentary a little bit more on Hot Takes of a Cult Kid soon, so stay tuned for that. As you can see, I've been on this for a while. The idea of sex in religion and in sex cults is only for control. Now, I say that not wanting to minimize the fact that sexual abuse is horrific. It changes us forever. But if we can see that it is just about control and remove ourselves from being susceptible from that, well, we are one step closer to remaining critical thinkers. Keep critical thinking. Thanks for listening to Frankie Files Podcast. Please like us on Spotify and on Apple so we can stick around. If you're feeling down and no one's there to actually talk to, there is someone to talk to. Call the suicide prevention hotline anytime. This will pass. Please know that many of us have survived these thoughts. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, day or night. There's a friendly person there that can remind you to value the life you have and that this too shall pass. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255, or search online, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You're listening to The Frankie Files, frankiefilespodcast.com.